0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. We're going to continue on the theme of God's heart. Um, and again, this is going to be—it's going to feel like I'm meandering around. We're just going to cover a couple, several scriptures. Um, but in in within preparing for this, you know, I always ask my questions about you know the title, the theme. And so when I was like, well, God's heart, what does, what does God's heart look like? And then I thought about my own heart and does God have a heart like me? And if I'm created in his image, then maybe he does have a heart. And then I got from the physical, like, well, it's not really fit. The physical heart is still figuratively the heart, you know, where the issues or the essence of who we are is the heart of the matter, the heart of the heart of the issue. Uh, So we want to get to the essence of who God is uh, when you look at God's heart. But in my All um, in my humanness, when we're asked to look at something else, we always think of ourselves, right? Um, (laughs) So when asked to look at God's heart, I immediately think of my own heart in the condition that it is in uh, compared to God's heart. And as we draw closer to God's heart, we really, in the vastness of his, his riches, we really see the poverty of our own heart and how much we lack and compared to how great he is. Um, right? Am I the only one who senses that? <laughs> that when I begin to think of how great God is, I realize how small, how little I really know In um, compared to his heart. Uh, Psalms 24, three and four says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place? Uh, he who has clean hands and a pure heart who has lifted up his soul to falsehoods? Who has not lifted up his soul to falsehoods and has not sworn de- deceitfully? Um, to be honest, can we even find a hill to ascend? Um, much less ascend that hill because of the de- because of the deceit that is in our own hearts. Um, how does one serve in God's holy place? if our soul is so unclean. Matthew 5 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And so we're seeking that pureness in heart because when we want to study God's heart, you know, we're just not studying it for a head sake We want to actually get closer to him, know his heart, wanting to know him more. Uh, and to ascend that, we realize that we need some changing in our own heart to even go on that journey of ascension, and that journey says that we're going to do away I lifted up our souls uh, who has not lifted up the souls to falsehoods or untruth and has not sworn deceitfully. And so as we draw closer to God in his heart, we realize the imperfectness of our own hearts and the transparency of this journey that we go on to him that it reveals in our own heart. As we draw closer to him, he lays bare our souls and realize there's a lot of junk in here. (laughs) As I, I shouldn't say we, as I draw closer to him, I realize, and he bears apart my soul, I realize there's a lot of junk in here. And that is what, he wants to redeem. That is what he wants to save. That, he wa- that is what he wants to cleanse. Uh, God wants to save the truth of our inner selves. Not what we present on Sundays to everyone else, our good self, you know, not what you present on your first date or maybe in the first month of dating. Uh, but eventually if you stay with that person and marry them, they realize that what you presented on that first day <laughs> looks very different. <laughs> Maybe a year into it, five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years into it. It's like, nah, the truth comes out <laughs> eventually. Uh, and your heart is laid bare. You're so la- laid bare for that person to uh, to really see who you are. And that is what God wants. is to wants to, He wants to see who you are, the essence of who you are. And the only way we're going to go there to, to meet that endeavor is to uh, abide in truth. He wants truth in our innermost being. Uh, yes, we seek holiness, but true holiness arises from here. It comes from the spirit of truth, and it unveils the hidden places of our heart. Uh, John 14, 16 through 18. You can turn there. We're going to go back to John a little bit later. Um But it says, I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. So we don't, the world doesn't even see him or know him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And I will leave you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And John sixteen thirteen says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. We need that truth. Truth is knowing God's heart. The truth is knowing God's heart as it is revealed in Christ and is knowing our hearts as it is revealed in the light of God's grace. We barely know the world around us and even less. We know our own souls. Because <laughs> who would have thought we would have had an earthquake this morning, right? No one that was on no yeah. one's radar, right? <laughs> we no one's figured that one out yet. Um, without realizing it, we as we search for God's heart, we are also searching for our own. For it is only in finding him that we discover ourselves, for we are in him. Psalms 139, we're gonna turn there. Psalms 139 Cuz yeah, the only way we will know our own heart is to find it in him cuz we don't even know ourselves. We don't we know so so little. <laughs> Psalms 139 says and starting in verse 1, oh Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm afar off. You see me When I travel and when I rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord, Lord Jesus. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go in heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me. and Your strength will support me. I could ask for darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusions as I was woven together in the darkness of the womb. You saw me before I was born. He knows us, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you're getting it at this point in this in the scripture, but he knows you. Even when you think you know better because you think, you know, you he know, he knew you like we were like the old folks say, I knew you <laughs> when you was knee high to a grasshopper. Right. <laughs> he knew you before then. Um, he knows us. I want to get to you. Uh, 17, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I cannot even count them and outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. God, he pursues us endlessly. O God, if you would destroy the wicked, get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O Lord, should I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppress you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. He knows us, (laughs) y'all. He knows us well and intimately and that is why in pursuing him you will get to <laughs> lay bare your soul um so in this our old natures are like well-worn shoes in which we relax and uh, they feel so comfortable when you put them on you know how you have shoes that you don't even have to untie anymore you can just slip your foot in because they're so well-worn it's probably time to get some new ones too. <laughs> but they feel so good though um they're like well-worn shoes. Uh, we can so easily and instantly fall into that fleshly nature because it's so well-worn. We know it so well. And so we easily, so, and it feels so comfortable because that's what we know so well. Those fleshly worn-out shoes, we need to burn them. <laughs> um, even even though it may feel like That's our nature. It really isn't who we are. Our identity is not in what the world says or even what we may think it is, but it is in him. Because, again, we don't know it. We made that apparent in Psalms 139. Jeremiah 17, uh, verses 5 through 10 says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from your flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands, and they will not see prosperity when it comes. Um, they will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. <laughs> As if you trust in your own. That's why you don't lean not to your own understanding, because we don't understand a whole lot. Um, it says, uh, seven, verse seven says, "Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes, it le- when the heat comes, it leaves you always its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things. And beyond cure. Who can understand it? I the Lord searched. And examined the mind. To reward each person. According to their conduct. According to what their deeds deserve. Whew. Scary right there. (laughs) But. uh, We trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And not in your own. Understanding. Um, because our understanding is the flesh, and that's what we're knowing, that's what we're comfortable with, and it will feel second nature sometimes to feel like, you know, I sense in my spirit, your spirit is this flesh, unfortunately, sometimes, and that's what you're sensing. Um, But we need to lean not to our own understanding, um, but trust in the Lord. And, And trusting in him, he lays out what will happen, all the blessings that will be upon you when trusting in him. Psalms 19, 12 through 14. Um, I can turn there. I'm only going to do just a few, so few verses there. Um, it says, But who can discern their own errors? <laughs> Forgive my hidden faults. We can't sometimes. Um, Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of my great transgressions. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So who can discern their own errors? You know, uh, it it is difficult when you are so close to yourself to see your own faults, right? (laughs) And then even in seeing those, we so easily rationalize them, and say that it's okay, you know. I'm human, you know, those, those, it's okay. So, you know, you, even though we can see the same thing in other people and be like, oh my god, they got some issues, right? <laughs> but in ourselves, we we can easily say, uh, you know, well, it's my mom's fault or my dad's fault. They shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z, and so that's why I am the way I am. And I'm just going to be okay with it. We have rationalized it. We have compartmentalized and, you know, I don't know what we've done. (laughs) Interlocked a web of deceitfulness and falsehoods uh, that we believe about ourselves. And uh, sometimes we put on the makeup so often that we believe that's how we really look. Um, But when we really take it off, we realize, oh, I don't look like that. (laughs) No, <laughs> some ugliness in here, to be honest. Uh, I Don't believe your Sunday sales. You know, we think that this is what we are. Uh, when I leave here, I put on shorts and I may not have any shoes on and a T-shirt. So, <laughs> but what I present, what we present out to the world may be very different from what um, the essence of who we are. And also, the essence of who God wants to redeem and see us um, draw closer to Him. That truth. (laughs) Concerning ourselves, we think highly of ourselves, of course. Uh, Our following thinking process automatically justifies our actions and rationalizes our thoughts. Without the Holy Spirit or the spirit of truth, we are defenseless against the tendencies of self deception. Um, Psalms 52, 2 through 4 and you don't have to turn there. But it says, you who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It is like a, raz- it is like a razor sharp razor. It is like razor sharp, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Your lo- you love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, your deceitful tongue. will say. You practice deceit, y'all. <laughs> In the light of God's grace, having been justified by faith, and washed in the sacrificial blood of Jesus, we need not pretend to be righteous. We only need to come to the truth. He doesn't want us to pretend to be righteous, but he wants to be truthful about who we are and where we are. And then we can move towards him, as we move towards him. First Peter two says, through him you be, uh, through him you believe in God who raised. Him. First Peter two, uh, verse twenty one. I'm sorry in 22 in uh, 23 <laughs> it says through him you believe in god who raised him from the dead and glorified him and your faith and hope are in god now that you have been purified now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other love one another deeply from the heart for you have been born again not a perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. You've been purified yourself by what? Obeying the truth. And in obeying that truth, that's how we can honestly love one another. We can't love one another when we put on these falsehoods and believe the lie that we tell ourselves. We can't honestly love one another because maybe we don't know who we're loving (laughs) when we're not being truthful about ourselves. Uh, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices... In the truth, First Corinthians thirteen through six, and in Ephesians four fifteen it says, instead of speaking the truth in love, we will grow. Uh, instead, of speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. Let us tr- let's turn to Ephesians four because there were some uh, Ephesians four. I think we're going to start at fifteen. There were aspects of that when I was reading that I really liked, and I know we've we've talked about unity and several things, and some of these scriptures are like, oh, I've been here before, I've been here many times before, um, <laughs> and still getting good stuff out of here. Um, before verse fifteen, I think that's where I want to. yeah yeah okay yeah so okay, so let's go at sixteen. he makes the whole body to fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work, it helps the other part grow, that the whole body is healthy and growing and and full of love uh so at verse seventeen my mind says living a Christian uh living as children of light or living a Christian life or um seventeen with the Lord's authority, I say to uh I say this: live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness; they wander far. And I think some verses may say they are uh, unintelligent, or um, what is this? Hard. It makes sense. To say ignorance, yeah. So they're not walking in truth; they're walking in ignorance. Is it? I wanted to give that dichotomy of truth versus um, the ignorance that they may be walking in. Their minds are full of darkness; they wander far from God life of God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. That's what they, and we were once them, y'all. <laughs> Don't say, look at those Gentiles. <laughs> we, were, we were once them. Uh, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception again that truth that the opposite of truth is that deception instead let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes put on the new nature created in to be like God truly righteous and holy stop telling lies come on and then you feel like it fits <laughs> with what he's saying but he said stop telling lies let us, tell, uh, uh, let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And this is what, this is what got me. I was like, man, you know. So it says, uh, let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. So I was like, why would, in the, especially in the old uh, New King James verses that verse seems out of place because you're talking about truth. And then you all of a sudden say talking about anger. I was like, what does that mean? He said, because if you're going to tell your neighbor the truth, more than likely you're going to be angry (laughs) about that truth that is revealed. Right. It's our nature. Right. (laughs) When you know you got to tell somebody the truth about something, whatever it may be, your possibility is that they will receive that and may be angry. Right. So he's covering that. He was like, you know. You're going to speak to one another in truth. People will get angry, <laughs> and those of you who get angry, this is for you. Do not let your anger control you. Don't let the sun go down. Don't be angry for a year or a week about what some truth somebody told you or revealed to you. But don't let it go down. Don't let the sun con- don't let it control you. Uh, don't let the sun go down on your anger, for it gives foothold for the devil to come in and cause more issues and more chaos. Right? i am believing this, y'all, <laughs> because you know, there's some truth that needs to be that the Lord is revealing in me, about me, and it's not all not good either. I'll get you some truth is good, yeah <laughs> uh, but it's not all good, and there may be some truth that uh someone may have to tell you about yourself. And I, I I'm i going to say me, I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but I know it's y'all too. But I <laughs> need to not be angry when that truth is revealed. Right. And if I do get angry, then it's going to be for a short time and I'm not going to let the foothold, the devil have a foothold. But if I know that I have the propensity to get angry because of some truth that I may not like, something I may not like, somebody tell me, I know you like coffee. Oh, come on. Don't you have to tell me that's annoying or whatever. Uh, I I like coffee, you guys. I I drink it every day. Um, Several cups throughout the day. (laughs) Hot coffee, too. Even if it's 100 degrees outside, I'm going to get some hot coffee. Uh, And that's the truth about me. So someone says... Hey, you got my wife in particular, someone, she is someone in this, uh, <laughs> I am, the, she is the someone, um, but yeah, someone says, and hey, you may need to uh, not drink as much coffee and drink some water because you could dehydrate. You now, I know, I know that it's me. She didn't even reveal anything that I don't know, but you still can, I can still get a little perturbed by it, like, oh, what does she know, you know? Just because she drinks water all the time, she wants me to drink water all the time. You know, <laughs> I'll get dehydrated and go to the hospital. That's what she's concerned about. I don't care though. You know, you're not rational in your own. You, we'll rationalize. We won't be rational in our own thinking of just to legitimize my my habit, my coffee habit. I won't be rational about it and say, well. Water is in coffee, and so then it's still okay, right? You know <laughs> so I'm good. I got the water. It's just in the coffee. No, you know buddy you <laughs> no that's that's what we do though. that's what we do, but um, the essence of that is that this word will reveal real truth, God and, and the spirit the Holy Spirit may be real truth, um but your brothers and sisters because that's what he's talking about may reveal some truth to you. And we pray that you receive it well. And that's great. And if you do and you receive that and say, yes, I received that, I need to grow from that, that's wonderful. But the word, I think uh, the Lord's common denominator is, you might get angry about it. And so he covers that. I mean, it kind of just helped me. I was like, man, that's, I hadn't pointed, picked that out of that before, but it really sheds some light to um, us sharing truth with one another, us walking in truth and uh, not being angry when that truth is shared. Um, so we're coming to it close, I think, or getting close to it. If you don't, if I don't know. No one knows, right? <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> I got it right here. I should know, right? Um, uh, Acts 13. So so looking at the body and growing in maturity and, and walking in that truth in our own hearts and revealing what our heart is really like and letting the lord or the holy spirit really change us and taking off that old nature um i looked at what you know so you talked about god's heart and of course you want to look at what god said when he called david a man after his own heart that's one of those things that come up like then why was david a man after god's own heart and i kind of questioned why that was and looked it up and it's kind of just it's kind of revealed um in the scripture, uh, so Acts thirteen twenty two and three twenty three it says, after removing Saul, he made David their king. Then God justified, God testifies concerning him, says, I found David son of Jesse a man after my own heart, and he immediately says, he will do everything I want him to do, for this man's descendants of God. So, so twenty three says, from from this man's descendants God has brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Now, and then also in 1 Samuel 13, I think this verse starts at verse 13. It says, uh, it's talking to Saul. And it says, God is talking, Samuel is talking to Saul. It says, you have done foolish, you have done a foolish thing, Saul, Samuel said. Uh, you have not kept the commandment the Lord your God gave you. If you had he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler over his people because you have not kept your commandment. Because you have not kept the Lord's commandments. So he was getting rid of Saul for not keeping the commandments. And he was establishing David because... In, in essence, he would keep the commandments. He would do everything I want him to do. And so in looking at what is the heart of God, you know, I was like, well, maybe it's, it's obedience, right? And then when we look at, I think when we look at the heart of God, the essence of who God is, the essence of who God is is, is seen in Jesus, I would say. I submit to you that the essence of really who God is is recognized in what his son, in his son Jesus and what He's what he's given to the world and what jesus does and we, t- we mentioned it yesterday is that he did everything the father told him that that is what jesus the essence of his obedience is what we should model ourselves right uh john 14 we can go back there we were john chapter 14 I'm going to start at verse 6 and 7. Uh, Since as you told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So we know that even in searching his heart, we need to go through Jesus to find out what it is. If you had really known me, you would know that who my Father is. For from now on, you know him, and you have seen him because you know me uh sixty seven then we're gonna go uh fifteen verse fifteen jump down to fifteen I think I don't know, I'm just skipping over anything it says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. It is the holy Spirit the spirit of truth, right? We talk about that, <laughs> and we'm we'll gonna go down uh let me see. Uh, Yeah, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will give you the father and the father will give you another advocate to help you be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept. Uh, And then down at verse 21, it says, whoever has my command, verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I, too, will love him, love them and show myself to them. And show myself to them. He wants obedience. (laughs) It's the essence of what he wants. Um, In searching his heart. Searching for. (laughs) To know his heart. uh, And in knowing our hearts. He wants truth. He wants that obedience. in us. And not just a superficial obedience that we show to the world, but obedience in our innermost man. No parts that uh, that was woven in the dark places of our womb, womb uh, that we may not even have scratched the surface of knowing who we really are. Um, there are good parts. I don't want to leave you <laughs> defeated or down. There are good parts in that, you guys in um, the essence is that he knows us better than we know ourselves and we should seek him and in our obedience and seeking him he will reveal himself to us and that is what we desire is to know him more is to to be closer to him to draw closer to him to uh, to be away with the worries of this world about earthquakes and hurricanes and COVID-19 and mask and not mask and going back to school and all the worries of this world. He wants that to burn off as we pursue his truth in him. And that is practice in our obedience, our daily obedience to him. Jesus is our example. I can go into all great detail about um, what that looks like. Uh, But Jesus is our example in, uh, in our obedience that. In that day-to-day, every day, simple things that you may not think really matter, it matters to him. And he wants obedience in those things. Um, and also the big things. <laughs> Just stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.